Hello and welcome to Early Childhood Ireland's podcast. Our podcast series will feature interviews and discussions on all issues relating to quality early learning and care with a range of speakers who are leaders in the areas that matter to Early Childhood Ireland members. I'm Maura Corbett and I work with Early Childhood Ireland. You're most welcome to Episode 3, Budget 2021. In this podcast, we'll talk about the implications of Budget 2021, which, as you know, was announced last week. To explore these issues, I'm delighted to introduce my colleague, Frances Byrne. Hello, Frances, and you're welcome. Hi, Maura. Frances is the Director of Policy and Advocacy in Early Childhood Ireland and has a huge passion for keeping the needs and interests of our members to the fore in relation to government policy and advocating for improvement in that regard. So, Frances, with that intro, I'm sure you have a reaction to Budget 2021. Would you like to tell us what that reaction is, please? I suppose um, we were stunned on two fronts. One was um, the absolute lack of a mention of the sector and the issues all the way through both speeches. Um, It was very late, um, almost the second last thing that one of the ministers mentioned. And then when it was mentioned, it was very clear, um, although there was a, a noticeable lack of detail, that there was going to be little or nothing um, for early years in school age childcare. Um, and sure enough, uh, a couple of days after the budget, the Minister um, for Children, Roderick O'Gorman, held his own uh, press conference departmental press conference and confirmed that that there is nothing additional um, in 2021 whatsoever for the sector. Which is so disappointing uh, in the aftermath of the pandemic when we felt that we really were being recognised as a vital cog in the whole education sector and the economic um, functioning of of this country, education primarily, and then the economic um, implication I think that's what made it so disappointing I think absolutely and 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 that's what was so shocking I suppose because um in the immediate aftermath um of the budget announcement um normally uh all the NGOs gather in Buswell's hotel in Dublin opposite the Oireachtas but this year because of Covid that couldn't happen so RTE had gotten in touch in advance and asked um, Early Childhood Ireland and the Women's Council and the Vincent de Paul to be on a socially distant panel together to give live um, reaction to the budget. And they were um, um, in the Mansion House in Dublin or, or right beside it. And at first they were outside and then it got so cool in the late afternoon, they wanted to go inside. So all of the, um, uh, uh, they were all men, so I can say guys, um, who were, you know, cameramen, sound men, uh, manager, uh, and so broadcast manager and so on, um, were dismantling all the equipment, set it up inside, and they were chatting. And they were saying to us, so, you know, what happened in social welfare and what happened to this, that, and the other? And then they said to me, what happened in childcare? And I said, nothing. And they said, they all stopped. There were three of them, and they went, nothing. And I said, nothing, literally nothing. And they were really shocked, and I think... That really is what has stayed with me. I know it sounds very odd, but people off the street, if you will, 
because one of them then said, but you're, we were all sick of the sound of, we heard nothing but childcare for months mm. during the beginning of the pandemic. And, and that's exactly it. And, you, and you've just said so. So I suppose that's why we're saying it's a two-part thing. Yes, there's no money, which is absolutely shocking. But also, it was, I don't want to say dismissal, but the absolute lack of focus. I mean, members have been in touch with us in the last few days saying, I feel ignored. I feel the profession has been ignored and you can't really blame people. Mm. Um, And even from a political management point of view, that there was nothing um, about plans. So, for example, in media uh, responses since, ministers have said, you know, there are consultations in place and we recognise this, that and the other. But none of that was even said. So all around, it was a huge shock. And was that was it the lack of a plan, the lack of a mention was the biggest disappointment or, um, you know, what, what would you see as being the biggest disappointment out of all of it? I think it was two sided. I think the lack of mention was very concerning. There were sort of three of us um, monitoring it, if you will, between us. And these days with techie, it's good to have that. We'd normally be the three sitting in buswells trying to analyse it on the go. Um, So I suppose it was all through the speeches going, childcare hasn't even... So, for example, Minister Donoghue would have been talking about health but made reference to education or talking about social welfare and made reference to health. And the fact that there were no references whatsoever um, to childcare and then early years in school age was mentioned at the very end and nothing. Um, and so it's, it's really shocking. And then in the, in the, the speech is given, or there's an, a document, an accompanying document given to TDs and senators while the minister is speaking. And some of them started to take screenshots. And it was very clear then that we realised before the minister had even finished speaking and hadn't mentioned us, that's when we realised we were getting nothing. So it was a real double whammy. Um, Minister O'Gorman's justification is he's waiting for evidence. Early Childhood Ireland entirely respects that. We get it. That's what we'd want to. He's saying he, he's waiting on the evidence from the two ongoing consultations on uh, workforce, very important issue, and funding, very important issue. But the fact is that he has evidence. Um the department knows that Ireland is the lowest spender, shamefully, across the OECD at 0.1 of 1%. Um, that makes us the lowest. Sweden is the highest in the last available year at 1.8%. Lots of countries are somewhere in the middle. Early Childhood Ireland had looked for a plan, an indication, a hope that we might move towards 1% of GDP by 2028. So had the National Women's Council. So had several trade unions, so had IBEC. And the fact that there wasn't an announcement of that um, and the excuse given is we need evidence. Well, you have evidence. And if there are concerns, which the minister um, has referred to, Minister O'Gorman, in media uh, interviews since, in media appearances since, you know, concerns about where the money would go. Well, Early Childhood Ireland and other organisations indeed would have suggestions about where you could funnel money um, if you have concerns about it reaching staff or you have you want to ensure it goes to quality, there's the etchy higher cap, put money into that. Mm. Put money into the National Child Care Scheme, top up the wage subsidy scheme, make it um, more than 70% if you're worried about it going to staff. 
these were all ideas that we would have welcomed, signed up for, advised about, and we weren't asked and nobody was asked. It's quite, as I said, I, I'm overusing the word stunning and shocking, but it's hard not to. Yeah, and, and I mean, the OECD figures are there. They've been there for years. It's clear to see where we need to go. So it, it would seem logical that uh, a step on the road even. So, Francis, where, where to from here? What, you know, in the aftermath of, of such a disappointing, probably the most disappointing budget we've had in several years, where to from here? So the next morning, um, our CEO, Theresa Heaney, wrote to the minister um, looking for a meeting outlining our absolute... I, I'm trying to find a new word, but um, how appalled we were, how disheartened we were. Um, and uh, looking for a meeting to discuss it. Um, and if we get that meeting, we will certainly um, be uh, restating um, everything um, I've just said to you. It's not too late. Um, the government could decide to, by way of the National Economic Plan, which was coming before the budget, but possibly all the new COVID cases and the focus on that understandably has delayed it. Um, the, the government could decide tomorrow <laughs> by way of a dull vote and we think they'd get all party agreement um, to initiate the 1% by 2028 by uh, starting next year. That would put money into pockets. Similarly, as I've said, um, the higher capitation could increase and so on and so forth. Um, we have also, uh, Theresa also wrote to members, a number of members, um, and we're delighted have been on to say that they've been in touch with um, their TDs and they'll let us know. We are asking members to do that. Um, particularly, particularly government yeah, well, we're Yeah, we're particularly asking um, people to contact members of the Greens, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael because they're in power in the government, but also I mean, any support we can get, but clearly the government TDs are a priority. And certainly our team, so policy at earlychildhoodireland.ie um, if anybody wants help with this, we, we have a template if they want it, but we're not we're not asking people to do a template. Um, but if people are under pressure, um, they uh, we absolutely are, are more than happy to give it to them. I think personally that it's really important that TDs and senators are hearing from providers with their whole with their own story. They don't have to, you know, um, a few lines of this is what it's like. This is what it's like. Um, I think it's perfectly acceptable to express shock and disappointment. Um, as you said, um, Maura, that if ever, if ever the, the focus on the sector and its value was positive, it was during COVID. Um, parents who um, have always appreciated, um, in my experience, what providers and staff do were shouting from the rooftops. Uh, the positive stories around the 29th of June and later in the summer, and then for the, the, the reopening, parents were so grateful, children running in the door, all of that. Mm. And it all feels like it was another world. Um, and and unfortunately, that, yeah. And the fact that, our, that uh, early, the earlier sector was the edu education sector that reopened first. That there Absolutely. Were so many lessons to be learned from. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. And, you know, the minister himself has said repeatedly, and indeed, he sent around a letter to, to the sector, if you will, the evening of the budget. And once again, recognising how few COVID cases there have been, how providers have just stepped up to the mark in terms of public health. 
we've seen it. We've seen it in the Scalza blog. We've seen it in our reopening website. We've seen it independently where providers have put things on social media. The efforts, the beautiful yeah. but expensive efforts mm. that providers went to, that staff have gone to, and um, people have described it as heroic. All of that happened. It should have happened. It's it's the sector rising to the challenge as it always does, um, in spite of everything. And you know, people are saying online it feels like a slap in the face, and they're not wrong. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely unthinkable that it has happened. So, you know, it's critical if people have, and I know people are pressed for time, if they can get in touch, a phone call to a constituency clinic, they all get noted. Um, an email to a TD or senator or, or the minister, particularly if you live in their constituency. Um, I've done it myself. I live in Minister O'Gorman's constituency. I personally wrote to him and to the Thonishta because they're both Dublin West TDs to say how shocked and disappointed I was as a constituent, never mind in, in the day job. It would be really great if, if people would do that. Um, I, I think that there has been fallout. There's always one budget issue that takes off good or bad. And I see RTE has a big piece of um, today on, on follow-up. I think that it took a couple of days for the penny to drop. Economists have started to comment on it. So we're very hopeful that if um, providers can find the time and their colleagues, brilliant um, educators, um, to write to, as a constituent, as well as a provider and an educator uh, to their own TDs, it would really make a difference and bring reality home. And we will certainly be fighting behind the scenes and in the public domain to keep this on the, the, the agenda um, of decision makers um, and at a minimum to get a promise um, um, in the um, National Economic Plan that there will be a move to 1% by 2028. That's what needs to happen. Great. That's great, Francis. Thank you so much. Um, it's great to have that um, uh, information about the importance of contacting local TDs, both as constituents and providers, and uh, to keep it to the forefront of um, what um, a major disappointment um, the budget has been. So it's it's clear we have a way to go to convince many politicians of the vital role uh, that early learning and care plays for educators, children and their families. And with your suggestions there at the end, we can uh, keep the, the pressure on to get that, um, uh, to keep convincing them and reminding them of the, the importance of the sector. So Francis, thank you very much again. And uh, thanks to you, our listeners for tuning in. And we look forward to having your company on our next episode. Thank you. Thank you.